So, um, our final review of the day is going to be for the series Succession. This is a series that all of us have seen as well. Uh, this was a series that recently ended. It was an HBO series there. Again, much like The Bear, high praise. This won a lot of awards just recently at the Golden Globes, just recently at the Emmys. There are many of the actors from this. Um, yeah, considered one, also one of the best shows uh, on TV right now, one of the best shows of the 21st century. Uh, what is it about? So, it's about this incredibly rich family, the Roy family. Uh, which the creator of the series, I think he said, pretty much modeled it after the Murdoch family, the uh, owners there of Fox News. Um, and it's this controlling, it's really controlling type family, one of the richest families in the in America, or the United States, or even the world that we see in this show. And it's everybody kind of vying this. You have Brian Cox in this, who's the patriarch of the family. And then you have his four children. You have Connor, you have Kendall, you have Shiv, and you have um, uh, Roman in this. And then all of them kind of vying for that top CEO spot when once their father retires, if he ever does retire. Um, mostly we're going to be talking about season four there. Um, you know, not so much the rest of the season, but since that was the latest season, season four in the last season of the show, that's par primarily what we're going to be talking about. Um, but yeah, um, that's kind of the basic setup here. And you see a, it's basically Game of Thrones, but in <laughs> a business environment, a lot mm -hmm. of backstabbing. Um, a lot of, you know, people kind of betraying each other, you know, you know, lying, you know, going back and forth. You'll see a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you even have a character like, you know, who's played by, uh, Kieran Culkin, who makes a lot of even sexual jokes about his sister. So you even have a little bit of incest going on there, uh, <laughs> for those vibes there with succession. So, um, I'm going to go around. Nick, what are some of your thoughts on succession here? What is um, yeah, with succession, it's kind of incredible that you have a show that feels this tense is feels so funny when at any moment these characters can just say fuck it and retire with billions of dollars it is fantastic low stakes television mm. in that sense uh you have some all-time great performances for me uh <clears throat> brian cox's logan roy it's an all-time performance uh, from him and the characters with uh especially with uh jeremy strong who plays one of the most pathetic characters on television and it's kind of insane yeah. uh nathan do you know about the high-risk life of you learned about the bear within the kitchen what about the high-risk life of business um backstabbing <laughs> billion well, dollar know, um, obviously i'm a member of the uh the rupert murdoch family and, you know, <laughs> I just, uh, you know, and I got my own political podcast where we talk about world leaders. No, um, I don't know much about this world. Uh, I just, I'm a sucker for corporate uh, jargon in a boardroom. People saying insanely aggro things to each <laughs> other, especially like, I mean, the big short, Jeremy Strong being like, uh, that's a nice shirt. Do they have it for men? You know, <laughs> so getting into this. This series, which took a while for me to get on board with, and uh, the first season, you know, you really, it's the thing about, like, a great TV show outside of, I would say, outside of The Bear. Um, hmm. It doesn't fully suck you into its world right away, but this is, uh, this is just such a great show, and now, the more I look at it, the more I'm just like, it was a privilege to have this on for every, what, three seasons? Was it three seasons four, or four? Uh, four seasons. 
four. four seasons. Every four seasons, it felt like when we had Mad Men on TV. You know, you're just getting this elite writing. It's great cast. Not necessarily, you know, talking about how <coughs> great shows it. They, you know, you develop a parasocial relationship with the cast. And you kind of have that for this, but these are all people who are at the precipice, all people who have been hungry for a while. I mean, somebody who's the first time you've ever seen Brian Cox, and it's not even the first time you've seen Brian Cox be like this, but it might be the first time he's been handed material that is just so tailor-made to him. Same with Kieran Culkin. Same with, uh, uh, I almost just called him Kendall, but uh, oh my gosh. Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong. Uh, same with Sarah Snook. Same with Alan Ruck. It's... Um, it's just such elite TV that we had on for so long. And do I know much about this world? No, but I was engaged in it every week. And, you know, towards the end, people were talking about it like it was Game of Thrones. And unlike Game of Thrones, this I stuck think, the, for the fucking part, landing. Stuck the fucking landing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, this show is just fantastic. Um, it's not. It was never my favorite show like The Bear or Better Call Saul was, mm -hmm. just because those were so elite on every single level. But Succession was its own beast. It was something yeah. that we just, you know, it, ah, it's such a great show. That's just... Yeah. I mean, we're talking about two winners tonight. And yeah. then uh, Percy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, with this show, Succession, seeing all these different characters, you're right to compare, like, to the bear it doesn't like have characters obviously you immediately relate to and because mm. i mean everybody in the show is an evil person i mean everybody. oh yeah these are uh, yeah these are all awful awful people i mean it's not trick you at points into thinking <laughs> you relate to some of them for a second and they'll do something you're just like fuck this guy i mean at the first episode of the show kieran culkin does something so heinous that i wanted to see him you know get the shit kicked out of him you know, like everybody in the show is, yeah, they're they're all evil people. Even somebody who you think is maybe the lesser of the evil person, they're still an evil person. Like the person <laughs> who's probably maybe the less evil one is Shiv, maybe. <laughs> um, but even you know her is like, yeah, you're still a piece of shit too. <laughs> um, and you know, throughout the seasons, you know, a lot of it is, you know, Kendall Roy trying to take down his father, trying to, you know, what I mean, finally usurp him and become the CEO of the company, which is like his one big mission and goal in life um, is to be the CEO of, of this company. And you see him just over and over again, you know, trying to do it. And like, it's like, man, can this dude even be defeated? I mean, he just loses <laughs> time and time again. And you see Kendall Roy constantly yeah, lose it, and then have to yeah, come it's such a back. Yeah, it's such a great moment. And uh, I think it's either the third episode the third season where he has a conversation with matthew mcfade and, and trying to you know get him on uh on kendall's side it's like i have seen you get fucked over and over again i have never seen anybody fuck logan yeah i mean you know there's one season where everybody's coming after them the, mm -hmm. the government is coming after <laughs> him another company is coming after him his son is yeah. coming after him uh, sir the fbi is at the door tell them to fuck off yeah, that's how powerful his family. He can tell the FBI to fuck off. He's like there, and then there's even a scene where he's got direct line to the president. The president calls him, and then he puts the president on hold. He's like, "I'll let him. <laughs> I'm gonna wait for a second, let him sweat it out, and then I'll pick up the phone." Uh, that's just how powerful you know this kind of family is. Um, and you see kind of how much the show mirrors real life. There's uh, much in season four. It's much about politics. There's an election year that's going on in this season. You see how some election 
Uh, some of the politicians show very much mirror real life uh, politicians. Like you see like a Bernie Sanders type figure here. Um, that was very also very much on in the earlier seasons because Shiv, um, you see that her career there because she's not a person who actually works for the company. Mm. She's one of the siblings that don't actually has anything to do with the company. She um, she worked in politics. She was a political consultant there. Uh, so she, she's a political consultant uh, for one people person who's kind of like a Bernie Sanders figure. You see in season four, there's also like a Trump like figure here uh, as well. You see a figure who uh, with Alan Rook, even he he runs as Connor. Um, like as a third party candidate who very much kind of <laughs> is a RFK type of figure. Uh, they're like this crazy third party candidate yeah, who, you know, comes from a family of privilege, but likes to pretend he isn't. Uh, and Alan Rook, and also he's the eldest son there, uh, who's the most forgotten son uh, of the family. Yeah, he's like, the one who, who wants nothing to do with, uh, with the whole company. Yeah, he just wants the money. Like he's one of the... the like if more of them were just like Connor, they'd probably be a lot happier. Just like, hey, I just want to fuck off and just get the money. I don't really <laughs> want to be involved in the everyday business and all that other stuff. I just want to kind of fuck off and get the money. Um, yeah, if you saw that, and then and also, but the age gap between him and Brian Cox is only ten years. It's like not really that big of an age gap because Alan Rook is sixty-seven and Brian Cox is seventy-seven. So uh, you do have that, but uh, yeah, that's kind of one of the things there. But um, yeah, uh, I. I would say so that's kind of mo mostly with the Connor character. Who would you say um, is some of your kind of favorite character that you enjoy watching uh, there, uh, Nick? Uh, probably my favorite character is Tom. He is Tom, who's played excellently by Matthew McFadden. He he's kind of the uh, outsider looking into the family. He marries Shiv in the at the end of the first season. He's, you know, comes from a more middle class background. So he sees all of this, uh, all this insane wealth and he wants a piece of that but his arc on the show it is pretty much as a cuck to sarah snook and <laughs> it is so sad to watch he is one of the saddest characters on television and his dynamic with a uh, cousin greg who's played by nicholas braun it's some of the funniest stuff on television yeah they provide a lot of the comedic uh relief of the show what about you nathan who, who do you I mean, he kind of stole my answer with Tom. Tom is one of the most, like, well-layered, like, you know, he will always be that character to me. Um, and a lot of these characters will, like, my impression of Brian Cox will always be, fuck off, you know? <laughs> um, same with Jeremy Strong, where it's like, well, uh, uh, dad, you know, where it's just, it's <laughs> all just that. I just wanted to bring everybody in here to say, yo. <laughs> yo, uh. This is the shiz. Uh, no, <laughs> no uh, I, I can't. I mean, Sarah Snook is fantastic. Kieran Culkin, obviously, this season has gotten a lot of acclaim. Mm -hmm. um, it is interesting to see the different levels on him. The Even the guest star list, like Fisher Stevens mm -hmm. coming in. Um, I think you talked about it uh, in a chat earlier, but Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, yeah, yeah, who comes in very late into the show, but he fits in so well with this, uh, with the writing. He plays a uh, Lucas Matson, who's a Swedish CEO who's trying to buy their company. Who very much is like an Elon Musk type mm -hmm. figure there that they're trying to portray. Obsessed with Twitter. Um, he has this image of being like this top notch coder, but it's like, no, that was all an image created for him <laughs> for people to believe that he's like some super genius. It's like, very much so there. Yeah. I think one of the things I really like respected, and it's the thing that HBO can do, is their 
the like locations that you see in the show have the same scale that you would expect the wealth to actually have. And it really helped me get more into the world. Just mm-hmm. as something that not sure if y'all didn't bring up. I brought up a just picked up an Uber Eats order in between uh. all of this. Uh <laughs> but yeah, no, uh it's it's just such well written TV. Um and you brought up how it's like it's constantly it's Kendall trying to take down his dad or it's the kids trying to take down the dad or you know whoever the FBI trying to take down the dad. <laughs> it could fall into the trap that I think the boys has fallen into. Where it's like, oh yeah, we need to take down Homelander, and the last episode will be like three people in a room, and then somehow they get out of it. This show knew exactly how much story it had left. Mm-hmm. And it could have gone on for longer, but I respect it so much more for going out on its own terms. Mm. Yeah. Um, four seasons, usually I like, you know, that's it feels like a good amount of time to tell a story and to kind of wrap everything up. Um, I think with the whole kind of taking down the dad, the aspect, it, I don't know, I, I talked to Nick about this, of like, mm-hmm. does it get a little bit repetitive of like every time, like, you know, there's a plan that goes, that happens, and then it kind of goes awry, or last minute, you know, something happens where he just kind of makes it out. And that's, you bring up the boys, and that's kind of a good example there of like someone with Homeland, because that's always the season of Homeland, it's like, he's the big villain, and it's like, okay, how are we going to do something where we don't defeat him in this mm-hmm. season, and there's a, some way around it? Um, you know, do you ever feel like that? Sometimes it is can get a little repetitive in the front terms of uh, seasons. For me, it, it's a it's a case of yes, this kind of story structure is a little repetitive. However, it always serves to kind of make Logan seem like this very much larger than life figure. This guy who has so much money and power that he can put the president on hold. Mm. Yeah. Do you ever uh, so you think that Nathan it kind of falls it doesn't go into that trap it's not repetitive at all it it, it does a good job I, of kind of avoiding that. I think it's by nature of the characters always being mm-hmm. very different I mean there are only two seasons that kind of end that way out of the four and the two seasons it's they all have their own sort of verb and in the second season it feels kind of like a win. Where you're like, oh my god, Kendall, oh, he did it! Yeah. You, know, you spend this season with him, you don't even think he's on that pursuit at all. He's got his whole Manchurian candidate thing, and then the third season is a slow build to that. But the boys is like, I mean, just as the comparison points ago, the boys also a really good TV show, mm-hmm. uh, a TV show similar to The Bear, where we've created social relationships with the actors, not so much, you know, but regardless the boys has so far always ended with that that sort of ending the succession managed to reverb it remix it and they only remixed it the once and then we're out Mm. and it seemed like that was going to be where the show was going to go for most of season four and then um the show went a totally different direction and found a perfect ending there and yeah. Um, so we are going to be talking about, yeah, like I said, season four. Um, I don't know, probably not spoil it because I don't know if mm. many people have seen it there. Um, just to give people a surprise they're watching it. But yeah, I mean, it did go a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see a lot of like with Brian Cox, who is Logan Roy, the Patriot family, just how much manipulating and gaming he does, mm. you know, within his own kids of dangling the CEO position in front of them like a carrot. 
and of like who's gonna you know like who he wants to kind of take it on um and you see that creates so much division amongst amongst the siblings there of like you know there's times where even they you think okay all of them if all of them just get on the same page they can finally do it and finally get it done but it's just, they fight amongst themselves of who is going to be the yeah. CEO? Who is yeah, going to be it, the right one to do it? It's constant characters getting in their own way, like uh, you were bringing up Nathan with uh, with the bear, and just the levels of self sabotage that go on with the Roy children. It's it's hilarious, but also very deeply sad. Yeah, because you see that each of them has their own like issue if they were to become CEO, you know, like you see that with Roman's character. I mean, he's stuck in Arrested Development. A lot of them are stuck, already stuck in Arrested Development already, but you see even more so with Roman, who he always makes the crudest jokes. He always refers to something sexual. You know, he's got a weird issue with, you know, sex and everything like that. But but in a weird way, he's kind of the most emotionally well-adjusted of the kids until the last season. I think he... I think he grows the most in the last season. And when mm-hmm. it comes to his realization of, I think he is content with everything more than probably anybody is. Cause this is a show that there, there's not going to be a big winner. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like nobody really wins. Um, in, in well, the thing show. that they win is just insidious. You know, it's, <laughs> it's something that we all know is bad. And if you don't know that it's bad, you're watching the wrong fucking show. <laughs> You know, um, and yeah, when you see it, it's like, yeah, I mean, he's just kind of content of like, yeah, it's just, it's over, it's done. Um, and nothing more we can do. And I think he's at most at content with everybody else. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it, with the ending industry, you say it sticks to landing, which is always with a show, you know, if, if it starts out really great, it's like, okay, how's it gonna end? And do you think it has one of the better endings that you've seen in a while, or you think it's just pretty good, or? It's kind of like the wires ending for me, where I think of the ending fondly, but I think more of the whole show than mm. anything. I mean, like something like uh, Better Call Saul, mm. or like I'm trying to think of like some of the like great or leftovers that I, I think about the finale. I think about the final moments where I last left those characters. When I think of uh, Succession, I think of all the stuff in between, all the stuff on the journey. Mm. Okay. What about you, Nick? Uh, for me, this is probably one of my uh, one of my favorite series finales. Everything that uh, goes about it, it's all massive. Uh, it's all completely paying off everything that went on throughout the entire run of the show. And what the I don't want to give away what the ending is, but w- looking back on it, there was no other way that the show was going to end. Mm. Yeah. Um. Up and down, I mean, everybody does an amazing job uh, in this show when it comes to performances. Uh, I think it does stick the landing. It does have a good ending there, uh, which works really well. Um, any kind of really super low points for you in the show, you think, there, Nathan? Or I mean, it's it's as much as like just trying to figure out the uh, what what show I was in for in the first season. I would argue like the first couple episodes took a while for me to adjust, but I'm sure like a lot of shows where I felt like that, I could just go back and I'll be like, oh man, Kendall's just killing it in this scene. You know, like, you know, it's, it's just a really, really good show that we were uh, privileged to have on for four years. I have very uncomplicated feelings towards it. It's just, it was just really, really well-made show and you know we don't often get i mean we rarely ever get shows this elite i mean we're talking about the bear but succession is great in a completely different way than the bear 
uh, Randy Freeman shows it did. It feel like uh, Fall of House Usher was capitalizing on the show's success. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, which family was fa- the Fall of House Usher based on? Uh, that was based on the uh, the Sackler family. Sackler family. Um, yeah, I guess I could see that with the Fall of House Usher. Yeah. Um, it's kind of capitalizing on that. I mean, I tell you, no rich family uh, will ever be the family, the Blue family. I, I think that <laughs> that's that's still top tier. Um, no, no one will ever be them. But uh, yeah, I, I think that with this show, I could say that with Paul, oh, I could see that definitely. But that seeing rich people be fucked up is, I mean, who doesn't like seeing that? Uh, you know, <laughs> it's a it's a story as old as time. You know, uh, rich people fucking up and being fucked up. Um, yeah, issues yeah. with all of them. Oh, right, go ahead. it's also a pretty brave show, just in general, to just be able to just be about these people when we hated them at at their very most. <laughs> uh, you know, like. Veep kind of fell into the trap towards the end of it, where you just see like here are all the horrible people that work in politics, and then politics would show up and be like, "Hey, we're even worse, and we're even more comical," you know. Mm. And you'd be like, "Damn, I wish I was living in the Veep world." Yeah. Hmm. Um. So, what about final thoughts, rating for Succession? There, Oof. one of the best written shows on television. Uh, perfectly balances that tone that we talk about where you balance this very intense and very human drama while also saying some of the funniest shit I've ever heard in my entire life, especially with uh, the characters of uh, Tom and Greg. Um, every And also having just absolutely beautiful moments between uh, uh, the cast. Uh, I think what stands out is how how unafraid the show is to take risks like uh, the third episode of the final season connor's wedding it's one of the bravest and ballsiest moves to change the structure of your show in its final season and it absolutely pays off this is one of the best uh uh runs of television i've seen in my entire life i can't give this anything but this cinema one of the best shows of the 21st century you think oh yeah at least if at the very least, the one that has stuck with me since I've watched the final season months ago. Nice. Uh, Nathan, what about you? This is cinema. It's easy enough. Uh, this is just great, great television. Something that I'm not sure that we're going to get anything quite like it in a long time. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people were looking for like the successor to Mad Men. Everybody was chasing mm-hmm. the ghost of Breaking Bad when it ended, but Mad Men has really been the one that Everybody's been chasing. The Americans kind of had it for a little bit. This show certainly had it. Um, just elite, elite television that, you know, deservingly won best drama, but it's kind of funny. I feel like you could have swapped the <laughs> win for the bear and succession. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I think more about laugh lines in succession than I do about the bear. And I think more about the drama in the bear than I do think about the drama in succession, you know? Yeah. I mean, these are some... I am surrounded by snakes and fucking morons! He did not fire me. (laughs) He said it was just going to take a little longer. What I think he meant to say was that he wished that mom gave birth to a can opener because at least then it would be useful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Kieran Culkin always... I mean, he's pretty much got a lot of the best ones uh, in here and line deliveries there uh, in the show. Um, But, uh, yeah. I mean, this is cinema. I mean... Amazing show, amazing uh, piece of television that you don't get too often. Um, and it's amazing to get to kind of experience that. I do definitely think it's one of the better shows of the 21st century. I'm glad that, you know, it, it four seasons came in, did really well. It's a show that a lot of people 
talk about. You know, you see, like, I think uh, Killian Murphy said it was one of his favorite shows there, and he watches it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a show that, you know, interests a lot of people, and you can definitely see why if you watch it. Um, available on HBO, if you wanted to give it a watch, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, we all highly recommend it. Uh, very much so there. And uh, this is very good to see Brian Cox, uh, you know, and his all his kind of greatness there. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> I mean, nobody. <laughs> nobody yeah. chews up the line, fuck off, like Brian Cox. Uh, I mean, he says it better than I've ever heard anyone say it. <laughs> fuck off. Maybe that should be his, like, motherfucker, like with Samuel Jackson. Like, yeah, <laughs> it should be his thing. Um, so yeah, well, it's kind of it's gonna be like when Jesse Pinkman or when Aaron Paul bitch. Like, bitch in a movie, yeah, you uh, just people are like, bitch. Ah, I get it, <laughs> ah, bitch. yeah, bitch. Um, yeah, so uh, three, this is four, uh, succession. Uh, this right from great Jersey. television we talked about tonight. Uh, I feel like you know something, uh, has earned his place in pop culture when others try and piggyback, yeah, that's very yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I wonder, you know, what will be the succession ripoff or the Bayer ripoff or, you know, <laughs> if you see that coming down the line. There. I think it's pretty easy to do a succession ripoff. It's uh, it's kind of hard to do a one to one with the Bayer. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it, yeah, with the succession, it's probably easier to to piggyback off of the success of that. We talked about that with the. Uh, Fall the House of Usher, a show I liked, but you can very clearly see the how inspired it was by Succession. Yeah, it's like when uh, John Favreau did Chef, and then Bradley Cooper did Burnt. It's like, oh, <laughs> we see like you know, which is the lesser one by a mile there. Uh, the lesser one is Burnt, by the way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he still he still is putting his time. He had that Philly cheesesteak truck for a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>